1: Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. The number one life reinvention roadblock for many unfulfilled high performers is what i like to call the burden of the breadwinner. On one hand, you feel a duty to financially provide for and protect the people you love. On the other hand, your soul is crying out to be a whole human being, one with a healthy balance of purposeful work, authentic self-expression, love, and play. It's a tension of opposites, and it can keep you paralyzed in a soul-sucking job, but also lead to burnout, anxiety, relationship tension, and ultimately a life of regret and unfulfilled dreams. This week on Life Amplified, I'll take a deep dive into the burden of the breadwinner and discuss how it impacts high-earning men and women in very different ways. Plus, I'll give you five tips to release yourself from the burden so you can thrive in a life with less anxiety, more support, and newfound fulfillment. Welcome back. What is an amplified life? It's having amplified relationships with people who support and encourage you to be your best. It's having amplified energy to conquer the challenges of the day. And it's having an amplified career, one that's meaningful to you, the world, and your bank account. I'm Dan Mason, helping you discover your calling and create an amplified life on your terms. This is the Life Amplified Podcast. One of the questions I ask on my coaching applications is what is the biggest block keeping you from reaching your goals? And one of the biggest answers that always comes back from new clients who work with me is some variation of, hey, I am the breadwinner. I can't put my family financially at risk by following my dream. And it just sort of reinforces the idea that so many of us live by this starving artist trope, that to be creatively fulfilled in our work means we're going to lose all of our money, therefore we're going to lose our family, our the approval of our parents, And ultimately, we're going to die broke and homeless behind a Walmart dumpster, which, of course, is not the case. I'd like to think that my life is a demonstration of that. And so many of my clients I work with who successfully navigate their career and life reinventions, but I deeply relate and empathize with the fear that comes with that. I've told you the story on the podcast many times in 2010 I was the sole breadwinner for a home that included my now ex-wife and her six-year-old daughter, and I took tremendous pride in being able to provide for the family. In fact, that is what my definition of masculinity and manhood was. A lot of that was demonstrated in my home growing up with a father who climbed the ladder and became CEO of a major corporation, and you know, was able to take the family on trips. He was able to pay for my college. And therefore, in my mind, that's what being a man in the world was, which interestingly enough, came with a lot of other subconscious beliefs that were demonstrated. And number one being that to be loved is to be needed, right? Which is not a helpful energy for anybody, by the way. Those are two very different things. You can have people that need you in your life, but they don't necessarily love you, which also explains why my marriage uh, didn't last very long back in the day. That was before I started my own personal growth journey. But if I believe that my value as a man in the world was based on what I could provide, that didn't leave a lot of room for my purpose. And that's why it took me five years uh, until well after my divorce, before I stepped away from corporate and I launched my coaching practice But that was interesting also because I was in another relationship at that point with a a woman who, you know, she was a great person. But when we met, I out earned her three to one. I was definitely the breadwinner in our relationship. And when I walked away to start my business, she was out earning me by probably two or three to one which again brought up a lot of uncomfortable stuff. We're going to talk about how it, having a female breadwinner in a family uh, really brings up a lot of unspoken emotions. There's a lot of research on this that I'm going to share with you. But it, it, for me, I felt emasculated. I felt like I was unable to provide and do all those things. Like, you know, when we first started our relationship, I was able to, you know, pay for the brunt of the vacation and take her away to nice resorts. And then Once I didn't necessarily have all that money liquid in the bank, I became the, hey, can we just do a staycation guy? Or maybe we can find a bargain Airbnb. And that was really embarrassing for me. I felt like I wasn't really showing up the way that I wanted. And because at that point in 2015, uh, my ex-girlfriend and I didn't necessarily have the skills to talk openly about these uncomfortable things, it was a big contributing factor to the demise of that relationship. So I'm going to dive into this today. We're going to talk about this burden of the breadwinner. And I've done so much research on the different ways that this affects both high earning men and women. But we want to just lay all of our cards on the table, talk about the elephant in the room, ultimately with the intention that you are able to pivot toward your dreams, that you're able to value your purpose over simply earning a paycheck, but you can do it in a way that reduces the amount of anxiety and fear that comes up for you, that's going to re- uh, reduce relationship tension, that will help you feel more supported and ultimately build a life where you're successful and fulfilled, right? That's what we're all going for. So we're gonna talk about male and female breadwinners, but we'll start with the men today because the number one theme Uh, that gets in the way for a lot of men in their career and reinvention, and it certainly was my story, as I just shared, is that men face a societal expectation to provide. Now, whether that's right or wrong, and whether we should be redefining gender roles is probably a conversation for a different podcast, but 70% of people in a recent survey said the ability to support the family financially is considered very important to be a good partner. And what was interesting is only 32% of people actually said that about women. And there's another study out there that suggests that a man's earning capacity is an important consideration in the dating world. So the result that we end up here is this idea that staying in the corporate rat race, even if you hate the job, can be more of a game of perception and self-preservation for men than actualizing their purpose and doing the things to build a legacy. And for many male breadwinners, there's a silent struggle to keep everyone happy. On one hand, you know, being successful and getting those accolades and attention, you know, masculine energy, we like to compete. We like to strive. So on one hand, we want to please the corporate overlords But there's also this always be hustling culture of corporate America that in many instances pulls men away from their families, which causes a lot of underlying resentment from the people that they're providing for. So a lot of men that I coach feel like they're in a bit of a no-win situation where they're working too much in a job they don't even love to provide for a family that they feel like they can't please. You know, if they fall into workaholic tendencies or they're traveling too much or they're not able to show up and take on a certain amount of the work at home or raise the kids or participate in the elder care, that will also cause a lot of tension. So one of the things that we want to look at here, and and I'm talking to the men, but this is going to be an overall theme for both genders uh, when you are a breadwinner, is where did you learn that sacrificing your own personal happiness for the greater good was a noble idea. Because it certainly is. Sacrifice can be a demonstration of love. And as we talked about on the podcast, I did one at the end of 2019 with my friend Nick Tilia, who's a coach and also a father. It's just not the most full expression of love. Nick shared his story that at one point when he was in his career pivot out of teaching into coaching, He like they were struggling so much financially, he would not eat dinner so that his kids could eat. He wouldn't go to the gym because he felt like he should be home with his kids after school. But that idea of sacrifice was really keeping him from stepping into his divine purpose. And on the back end, he just wasn't showing up as the man he wanted to be. So his idea now of demonstrating love is to be fully in his purpose to earn money doing what he loves, where he can provide awesome experiences for his family, that he's able to take his oldest daughter to Coachella on the weekend and you know, some of these special experiences. So you know how you want to show love for your family, start to consider. Was it modeled for me growing up that I had to sacrifice to love people or that I can thrive in my dreams and share that overflow of financial abundance that comes with it with the people around me. But here's the thing that happens for many men, and I know that this was the case with me personally. When a man is not fully living in his purpose, he will begin to feel weakened. Because we know in a very deep part of our soul that we are living a lesser life than we're capable of. And over time, those prolonged patterns of settling, people-pleasing, playing it safe, it diminishes our confidence and our self-esteem. And there's a great book by David Dita called The Way of the Superior Man, where he really digs into this concept that when a man is not living in his purpose, his family also senses that weakness. You know, a lot of times the partner in the relationship ends up having to take the lead and take charge at home more than they'd like to because the man is so, his energy is all used up. He doesn't really have the presence, the energy, the passion to make decisions away from the office. And after all, somebody has to get shit done, which usually falls on the partner. So male breadwinners will come to me and complain that their sex life has gone south. That you know, there's no physical intimacy with their partner uh, because there's that lack of safety. You know that the feminine energy doesn't fully trust him to provide an environment of safety. She feels like a lot of the decision making is falling on her, and it can even show up in relationships with children. You know, a lot of times uh, male breadwinners will complain that their children are pushing back against discipline because, on some level. The kid can sense their father's own lack of self-discipline. So, you know, there's a lot going on here, but what it's all going to lead to is a deep-seated anger within men. This is why men's mental health is such a topic right now. When we see people falling apart and becoming mass shooters, notice that it's rarely women, right? We've got a lot of angry men who are not in their purpose, don't feel like they can live in their purpose. And a lot of times they feel like they have to fulfill a role in the world that's expected of them, but not true to who they are. And when you throw in any stories of being unappreciated for the effort, uh, there's just this overall frustration that is always going to boil to the surface. But if you are a male breadwinner listening today, What I want you to understand is if you're feeling disrespected by your female partner, if you're feeling disrespected by your children or by your friends, a lot of times that can be a projection, and this is tough to say, but as somebody who has been there, I got to keep it real with you. It can be a projection of the way you're disrespecting yourself, selling out your soul for a cushy paycheck and a 401k trading the need for authentic self-expression and freedom just to get love and praise from bosses, from parents, and from society on social media. You know, we know that three Ps of the masculine energy in a relationship is to protect, provide, and procreate. But there's two other Ps, purpose and presence at home. And when your career becomes a cop-out for neglecting your purpose and it's an excuse to avoid being present with your loved ones because your energy is all used up just trying to push through in a job that you hate, it's virtually impossible for a man to achieve a lasting sense of freedom or fulfillment. Now let's flip the script and talk about the female breadwinners because ladies, y'all are killing it. You know, according to Pew Research, 40% of American households are led by a female breadwinner which is the highest number uh, in the history of tr- tracking this data and very important too that women are able to establish that financial independence we have a generation of women right now you know especially when you think you know to like some of the outdated social expectations 50 60 years ago that our grandparents went through where women don't have to marry a man for financial security or have to marry into the right family to be safe, you know, women have the ability to do this on their own, and you know we've got more women crushing it in corporate than ever. However, there are unique challenges for the female breadwinner, mostly uh, the fact that forty percent of female high-income earners are also taking the lead in child care, cooking, housework, and elder care, as opposed to 14% of male breadwinners who do the same. So for a lot of the women that I coach, and I want to be very careful here, it's very easy for me as like some white middle-aged dude to feel like I'm mansplaining the challenges of women. But I will say my coaching practice is actually 70% high-performing women. So I've heard about these pain points very much a, a, on a very personal firsthand basis. And I'm just going to share with you what the research says here. But the challenge for women is that they have to keep the plate spinning, right? And it creates a second full-time job at home on top of an already demanding corporate career. And this is what exponentially increased burnout rates and caused women to disproportionately leave the workforce when the pandemic hit in 2020. And particularly if you are a high-performing woman who's unfulfilled and you want to go become an entrepreneur or you know go to work for yourself or maybe pivot into a different career, the thought of that can be exhausting because even if the female breadwinner has the financial means to take a break and reassess their career, the exhaustion and the burnout from leading at work and home leaves very little energy for even the most basic self-care, let alone the amount of mental bandwidth that it takes to build a meaningful second chapter. So let's dig into more of what the data from Harvard Business Review says. That is the fact that female breadwinners tend to be more dissatisfied in their relationships. Uh, Women with higher status jobs than their partner are 16% less likely to be happy in their marriage they're actually more likely to be resentful or embarrassed of their partner, and they're more likely to consider divorce, especially if their partner has anything less than full-time employment. And, you know, in my coaching practice, I've probably done over 10,000 hours of coaching high-achieving female clients in and of themselves, and I've witnessed how all these unspoken relationship resentments can be career reinvention roadblocks because number one, if the female breadwinner can't count on her partner to show up and do the dishes or bathe the kids or to tuck them into bed at night, she feels like, well, how could I ever depend on him to pick up the financial slack while I start a business, write a book, go back to school or pursue my lifelong dream? Another interesting thing here that I want uh, the female breadwinners to consider is the trauma history that's associated with this. Because what I've noticed is when a female breadwinner has a family history with an unreliable father who either was lazy, didn't do a good job taking care of the family, or maybe ran out on the family, that creates a tremendous uh, internal story about, well, I can't depend on a man and I've got to do all this myself. You know, I remember coaching a woman who was, you know, a a vice president at her company, very high performing woman. And she had this story her whole life that was I have to be a better man than my father. And how that was manifesting is having to get everything done work hard, put her kids through college, but also take care of the house while she had a husband who was very much an artist and a creative, but wasn't doing a good job of monetizing any of that. So there was a lot of this underlying resentment, a little bit of embarrassment over where her husband was. And it's, uh, you know, that's a very tough way to be. I mean, you talk about being on a fast track for divorce one day, all these unspoken tensions are going to get in the way there. And we just don't really talk about this much, you know, but all the research says that we need to. Uh, relationships and marriages where the female is the breadwinner, we told you that the woman is more likely to be unsatisfied. But if the man feels emasculated and unable to step up, he becomes more likely to use erectile dysfunction medication. And those men are actually more likely statistically to have an extramarital affair. Now, we've discussed a lot of this burden of the breadwinner in regards to marriages. But we haven't really acknowledged the burden of the single breadwinner mother who actually makes up about one in five American families. So for them, it's even a heightened sense of responsibility. A lot of those people, when they come to me, feel trapped. They feel like they have to continue to push through. Uh, And uh, just the idea of a career reinvention seems out of reach for them. They feel they can't switch companies because what if the new company doesn't offer the same flexibility and she can't take care of her kids? You know, the idea of taking a new job for less money and more growth potential becomes scary because if the new opportunities never materialize... She feels as if she's jeopardizing her family's future. So a lot of times when we're talking about a single parent here, that nervous system need to survive trumps the soul desire to expand and become more, which just leads to more indecision, inaction, and stagnation. Coming up after the break, we'll tell you what to do with all this information Five tips to overcome the breadwinner burden and navigate your life reinvention with less anxiety, more support, and better connection to yourself, your purpose, and the people you love.
0: This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
1: All right, so let's get into this. The five tips to overcome the breadwinner burden. Now, some of these are practical strategies. Some of them are just internal mindset shifts that you're going to have to take on if you're going to move forward. But we'll start with number one which is you cannot continue to use your family as an excuse to play small. And I realize that we all have responsibilities in life. We have to pay the bills, cover the mortgage, take care of your loved ones. We all need to be a productive member of society. But remembering that your only true obligation in life is to discover your purpose and bring it to life. And there are so many talented, gifted people that could make a huge impact in the world, and they stay in some soul-crushing, shitty job by saying, oh, well, this allows me to build a great life for my family. But, and I'll speak for myself back in the day, when my idea of masculinity, and we'll get more into this in a second, was about just the presence I could buy for people with my money, rather than the emotional presence that is needed to sustain a relationship. Uh... I wasn't really showing up and providing a great life for the people that I wanted anyway. I wasn't really being the emotionally attuned partner that I wanted to be. So think about how much better off your family would be if you came home as the most invigorated, excited, lit up, present version of yourself. Financial abundance is great, but if you're emotionally shortchanging yourself, And the people that you love in the process, you run the risk of living your life in emotional bankruptcy, which in many ways is the ultimate failure. What good is it to have all this money in the bank and to have a miserable, tense existence in your life every day? So that is uh, the tip number one. And then I would really say one B in that is remembering that this idea that you can't live your purpose and support your family simply isn't true. If that were the case, we would never hear stories about people who pivoted in the second chapter of their life and built a business or started a speaking career or wrote their screenplay or book. Uh, they would never have done that. And you can go on Google. You can find all the inspiring stories. And you don't need me to sit here and tell you about, you know, Colonel Sanders or Morgan Freeman or Julia Child. You know, like we have talked about that on this podcast before, but if it were true that you couldn't reinvent and stay financially afloat, then there would be no examples of people who've done it. The challenge is, is that you don't think that it's true for you. So we're going to get into the questions that you should ask yourself to find out why that's true. And that just really leads me into the second tip to help you overcome the breadwinner burden, which is to uncover your burden blind spots. You know, most of us have these beliefs that revolve around sacrificing to take care of others. We have beliefs around nonstop hustle and climbing the ladder or having to do everything by ourselves. And as is the case with all your beliefs, they're really not yours. None of us were born with any beliefs. We came out of the womb as blank slates. And most of your beliefs are things that were indoctrinated into you. You know, nobody is born Catholic, Presbyterian, or Muslim, right? Those, the beliefs that you have when it comes to your spirituality or religion are things that were indoctrinated into you. What you believe uh, to be true about your career, about what's possible for you, are things that were simply demonstrated to you. They're generational patterns, you know, air quote here, gifted to you, uh, typically by people who didn't know better. So before you can move beyond the breadwinner burden, you have to understand the subconscious prejudices that are keeping you stuck in old patterns. Start with these questions. What did you see in your father's behavior as a child? And how did it influence what you believe about men or being a man today? Number two, what did you see in your mother's behavior as a child? And how did that influence what you believe about femininity and feminism as an adult? Another question to look at, was sacrifice demonstrated to you by your family as a show of love? And are you engaging with your family the same way today? And is that sacrificing yourself and your goals, is that creating some underlying resentment for you? If so, toward who? (laughs) And is there a way that you could create a fuller demonstration of love within your family today? I I told you about that interview that we did at the end of 2019 with Nick Tillia, you know, who believed at one point he was going to sacrifice by skipping dinner so his family could eat. And now his fullest demonstration of love is, you know, to take his kids on nice trips and spend quality time bonding with them through activities and things that they love. Very important question here for you, number four. Did your parents get the things they wanted professionally and personally? If so, what did they have to do to get it? Do you hold the same rules as your parents, or have you swung the pendulum in the opposite direction? And do you hold opposite rules? Now, these are just, you know, places to get you started. And if it's sparking some aha moments, might be a great time for you to reach out and talk about one on one coaching so we can work through this and help you move beyond it. But once you understand, your subconscious model of the world that is dictating your beliefs, your behaviors, you can better understand why you're feeling stuck and you can better communicate your needs at work and at home. Tip number three to move beyond the breadwinner burden. This one's for the men, for the masculine energy partner, we'll say. Uh, Your power is not related to money and status. And that flies in the face of... Everything that we see culturally, you know, think about all the TV shows that are popular. My god, I just finished binge watching Succession. You want to talk about toxic masculine energy of men who think that their worth in the world is based on how much power that they have? Go give that show a binge watch. It's an incredible TV show, by the way. But we've also seen this archetype and things like Breaking Bad, right? You have these male characters that would literally rather be sociopaths than mediocre breadwinners. This is demonstrated for us in politics. We all know about some well-known politicians who we see in the news who value their own power over democracy itself, who value power over basic human decency. So we've got to move beyond these outdated stereotypes. And for men to find lasting fulfillment, male breadwinners have got to understand that their power is actually in their connection to their purpose. Without a higher calling, you know, we as men, you're living an impotent existence. And that could be in the boardroom, but also in the bedroom right? You're constantly reacting to life, but you're never going to actually feel like you're in the driver's seat and you're never going to feel free. So when you know your purpose, it allows you to live in your truth. There is so much energy that comes from that and it spills over to your family. You'll show up as the most present and, ver- uh, and loving version of yourself. For my female breadwinners out there, it's really about learning to thrive at work Without resentment at home. We said earlier on the podcast that the 40% of households led by female breadwinners, according to Harvard research, both partners in that relationship secretly struggle with operating outside traditional societal norms. This was a fascinating bit of research that I came up with. Couples with female breadwinners are 16% more likely to underreport the woman's income due to underlying feelings of embarrassment and shame. And what's interesting here is it doesn't matter who's doing the reporting. Women who are filing the taxes will over-report their partner's income and keep theirs the same, while men will actually under-report their (laughs) wife's earnings and increase theirs. So, you know, there's so much unspoken stuff that's coming up here, but it's also in realizing uh, what is the path According to the people who've studied this, to true marital harmony in a home where there is a female breadwinner. Well, Harvard says a high earning woman has to feel supported at home. That will help the marriage flourish. But it's all about the type of support that's crucial. This isn't necessarily just about emotional support. The data shows when men pick up their fair share of the housework, child, and elder care duties, female breadwinners, uh, those relationships work great. It gives the breadwinner more mental bandwidth to focus on her career or perhaps a reinvention if that's what she's planning. But it also creates a tremendous feeling of respect. So as is the case in any relationship, communication and teamwork matter. And this is remembering that no matter who is making the brunt of the income for the family, it doesn't make the person who is earning less uh, less important. You know, when especially when we're talking about stay-at-home parents, and certainly there are a lot of stay-at-home dads these days. But the work of a stay-at-home parent if it was outsourced would cost well over 100,000 dollars a year in expenses. So one of the things that I see a lot of times with male breadwinners when they come to me, they're like, "Well, I'm the one who works," and they dismiss the fact that being a caretaker and being a mom at home is a full-time job in and of itself. And if the guy was paying for all that, it's going to cost him six figures in the external world. So that's not an an excuse to put yourself above your partner. Likewise with the female breadwinners, right? We want to be able to respect your partner and what they're bringing to the table. But this really requires an open dialogue. got to create a safe space to share your feelings, your needs, and your expectations. And really negotiating the win-win for both. How do you want to divide up those chores at home? What do you need? What do you need from your partner? What do you need for yourself? Uh, There's no one-size-fits-all for that. It's going to be unique to the couple. But you got to be able to have the conversation. And tip number five, when we talk about these five steps to help you reduce the breadwinner burden, ultimately, it's about allowing yourself to receive support, because this breadwinner pressure is very real, and it is emotionally charged. And when it's left unaddressed, it's a major contributing factor in anxiety, depression, burnout, and divorce rates in this country. So you shouldn't just try to keep pushing through. Uh, pushing your feelings down, or trying to process some of the stress by yourself. You know, breadwinners should seek professional help. You should find a coach who can help you address that internal pressure to perform and the tendency to put your needs last at a root cause level, because I guarantee you there is some childhood programming subconsciously that is driving that. And additionally, you've got to be able to ask for and receive support at home. You have to be able to speak up about what you need, whether it's dividing up the home tasks, uh, the childcare duties, whether th- you're going to make a decision together to hire some outside support. And man, this is more true than ever for single parent breadwinners, you know, who feel like they got to do it all. You've got to find that support network, whether it be from extended family or a lot of times it's just finding other parents in the neighborhood who understand that pressure somebody who can you know take your kids for a few hours while you take that time for self-care to get to the gym or to get to a yoga class whatever that looks like for you community support mentorship all of those are so important for you moving beyond the breadwinner burden so quick reframe on these five tips number 1 you cannot use your family as an excuse to play small and remember if it were impossible for you to live your purpose, and financially provide, then it would be true that nobody has ever done it. That's an old story, and you're going to uncover where that comes from when you follow tip two, which is uncover your burden blind spots. I gave you four powerful questions here on the episode that will help you start to investigate what did you learn about men and women and sacrificing and relationships growing up as a child. Number three, for men and the masculine energy partners in relationships, I want to be very clear here. B- by the way, I know that this episode can sound really heter- heteronormative. You know, it's coming from a middle-aged straight guy. But when we talk about men and women, what we're really talking about is masculine and feminine energy. And even in LGBT uh, LGBTQ relationships, you know, we know that those partners occupy different energies. So, you, you know, if it helps you replace men with masculine energy, replace feminine with feminine energy, but for the masculine partner, we've got to unravel this myth that your power is about your paycheck. Your power is actually your ability to bring your purpose to life. Number four is For the female feminine energy breadwinners, you have to be able to thrive at work without resentment at home, which means you need to have an honest conversation with your partner about some of those underlying feelings that come up when one partner is financially better off or doing better than the other. And it's about really having a win-win conversation about dividing those chores at home. Because for any feminine energy partner to be taking on a second full-time job, doing the housework on top of a full-time career, that is not going to end well. And tip number five, it's allowing yourself to ask for and receive support. I hope this podcast was beneficial for you. If it is, could you please share it with a friend? Screenshot it, upload it to your Instagram stories. Be sure to tag me at CSC Dan Mason. Uh, That way I can send you some love. Would love to thank you for listening. And also, if you'd like some extra one-on-one support to move through some of these themes we discussed today, you can apply for one-on-one coaching on my website. creativesoulcoaching.net is where you go. I love you for listening. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, it's time to turn down the volume on your negativity, turn up the volume on your purpose so you can live life amplified
0: If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series. Your hearing isn't better, your TV is. Hello, I'm Dr. Michael Mosley, and I want to let you know about my new immersive BBC Radio 4 podcast series, Deep Calm. It's all about how to tap into and activate a remarkable system that we all have, hardwired, inside of us, our relaxation response and it's been developed to be listened to at any time you want to really unwind. I hope you'll listen wherever you get your BBC podcasts.